Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Unruffled ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Most of us think a lot about our family's future. That's part of the job, right? And I'm sure you've heard that annoying piece of advice that says, don't buy that latte, invest instead. Well, we went for it a couple of years ago and opened a Robinhood account. To be honest, my husband wanted to cut down on coffee anyway. But you know what? Whatever your goals are, Robinhood could help your family build a better financial future. Investing a small amount now could make a big difference 30 years down the road. It's nice to be in the driver's seat and have autonomy when making investments, which is easy to do with Robinhood. Download the Robinhood app or visit Robinhood.com to start building a better financial future. That's Robinhood.com or download the app now to learn more. Of course, investing involves risk and loss of principal is possible. Returns are not guaranteed. Other fees may apply. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker-dealer. There's nothing like being totally engrossed in a good mystery or thriller. Audible has thousands of immersive audiobook titles to spark your imagination and get your heart thumping. Since it's summer, you might want to check out The Vacation Rental. Very well told and very unsettling. You won't want to turn it off. And since this is a parenting podcast, I should also mention that audiobooks are a wonderfully enriching experience for children because they aren't passive entertainment like other kids' media. They engage your child's imagination and can nurture both listening and language skills. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. New members can try Audible for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash unruffled or text unruffled to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. That's audible.com slash unruffled or text unruffled to 500-500 today. Hi, this is Janet Lansbury. Welcome to Unruffled. Today I'm going to be offering feedback to a parent who's concerned because her son seems to be afraid to start school. And she and her husband are struggling to figure out how to handle his complaints and all his feelings about this big change. I do have to add right away, though, that uh, it is a pet peeve of mine when companies that are trying to sell you stuff or people like me even start talking about back to school, back to school, when it's still only early August. And hey, don't ruin our summer. Let us enjoy where we are right now. So I hope you can forgive that. I thought this was timely, though, for what's to come, and that this parent's question is is a common one, and, and hopefully my advice will be helpful. Okay, here's the note I received. Hi, Janet. I'm writing because I was not able to find any advice about children who are afraid to start school. In a few weeks, my five-year-old will start kindergarten. Every time I bring up back-to-school shopping, that someone we know might be in his class, or some things that I might have done in school, he gets whiny and says he isn't going to like it and doesn't want to go. Last October, I was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. This has become a full-time job, in addition to being a stay-at-home mom, which we all know is about three full-time jobs. I also have a two-year-old little girl. Ever since my son was born, my husband and I have talked about homeschooling. But with this diagnosis, our plans changed. We found an excellent private school that is very accommodating to what I would like a school to be, small, child-focused, 
with outdoor classes and play as well as academics. He's never been babysat by anyone, but his grandparents are cousin, and we never did daycare. He's always been with me or my husband. When he starts practically crying, saying he doesn't want to go, or he only wants school if I'm there, I don't know what to say. I did tell him that there are decisions his parents have made, and this is something that we're going to be doing. I understand that change can be scary. However, he's quite the negotiator, and any conversation where I try to validate his feelings or tell him about the benefits and fun part of school always just turns into him trying to negotiate a way out of it or breaking down, saying it's going to be terrible. I tried to let him have those strong feelings and go through the motions, but all I can do is find myself nodding my head, yes, because I have no words and don't know the right thing to do or say. Please help. My husband and I love reading and listening to you, but with this topic, we're just clueless. Thank you so much. And she signs her name with the subscript, Breast Cancer Survivor. So, first of all, I'm so sorry to hear that this parent is dealing with this huge health issue, and I will be thinking about her and hoping that she continues in her recovery. I'm sure it is true that, as she says, this becomes a full-time job in addition to being a stay-at-home mom, which is already about three full-time jobs. So yes, her focus has to be all these different directions, and of course, number one is her health. What can happen when parents have health challenges like this, or if their child has had health challenges, even being in an NICU when they're a newborn, these challenges make us feel vulnerable. And when we feel vulnerable, either about our child or about ourselves or both, it's much harder to be confident when our children have strong emotions about certain situations or limits that we set. And in this case, separation, needing to separate from his parents and rise to the occasion for this big challenge. But what children need is, number one, they need for us to have confidence in both the situation that we've chosen for them. It sounds like this parent found an ideal situation for her son. And also that we believe in our child's readiness and that they are capable. That doesn't mean that we won't have any doubts. But when we are engaging with our child around these topics, unfortunately, they can't be the ones to validate our decisions. Whether that decision is the parent says, I'm going to the bathroom or the shower by myself for a few minutes, even though you want me to be with you right now. Or this is a wonderful school for you. This is the right place. It's the right choice. Number one has to always be our conviction. If we put ourselves in our child's shoes, we can imagine, how can we rise up to a new job or a new situation if the people that are giving us this job think that we maybe can't do it or that we're not up to the task and that if we show the slightest hesitation or weakness, all of that is going to be validated for them, that we can't do it. So that's the big challenge here. And it sounds like this parent knows, at least on some level, that she has to be strong for her child in this situation so he can express and move through his fears. Again, children can't be the ones to validate our decisions. I think most of us, and I'm definitely including myself, we just want our kids to say, hey, yeah, this is great, I'm excited, without any downsides. 
without any melting down or any indecision or doubt in themselves. If they could only just say, bye, have a great day, mom and dad. I'm going to have a wonderful time. And then we'll talk about it after. But they can't. They can't be the ones to do that for us. Yes, occasionally they do. But that's rare because they're at a sensitive emotional stage of life. And they will usually put those feelings out there. They'll open up and show us their insides and the struggles that they're having. And they need us to welcome that and understand that it's part of the process, that it's safe for them to feel, and that it's not a sign that we're doing something wrong or that we've made a wrong choice. Now, if our children go into these situations, they go into school, let's say, or to a care situation, and we give them our conviction, and also what that implies is welcoming them to have all of their uncomfortable feelings around it. And then let's say our child continues to struggle week after week. And let's say the reports from that environment are that our child is not thriving there, that they're having difficulties. Then I would take another look and assess, rethink, and consider making a change. But we can't start out that way, or our children have nowhere for their feelings to land. This mother says her child's never been babysat by anyone but his grandparents or cousin and never did daycare. So this whole experience of being in the care of people who are strangers is very new. And yes, it is scary. But that's okay. It's okay to be really scared and still put one foot in front of the other because we don't have a choice. Because our parents have made this wonderful choice for us. And so the second part of the situation that's extremely important is that our child gets to complain, gets to be the opposite of excited. Our child gets to melt down about it as much as he needs to. And he'll need to more if we're even subtly pushing back on that, which I think this parent might be doing without meaning to. It's pretty much a reflex for all of us. When this parent brings up that she tells him about the benefits and the fun part of school, I would be very careful about that, especially with a child that's this keyed into his mother's feelings, which is what she's, she describes, that he's the negotiator. He's very tuned in. So if she's trying to say, well, look at the bright side, or even what she says in the beginning about, oh, so-and-so is going to be in your class. If she tries to put that out there to him as, See, here are the reasons you should feel really good about this. The undercurrent that he picks up there can be, I want you to help me feel better. Be excited. I want you to be excited. And of course we do. Of course we want that for our children. But it's not fair to ask that of them. That can't be their job to make us feel better about the decision. And again, sometimes it happens. And of course, that's wonderful. And we do see at some point that the decision we made is positive. But we have to let go of that in the beginning, actually all the way through. We have to let go of that and just let children report however they feel about things and not feel threatened by that ourselves. And then when he gets whiny and says that he isn't going to like it and he doesn't want to go, instead of seeing that as an, uh-oh, I've got to say something, I've got to do something, this is bad, seeing that as a healthy part of the process that's actually very, very positive. The more he shares, 
the further he's getting through those feelings, through this process. To perceive that as positive is the hardest part of this and the most important part for us as parents. So when he gives the specifics, all we have to do really is be willing to go there with him and connect with him there all the time holding on to what's underneath this, which is something we don't need to say, but it's got to be there propping us up. We've made this choice and we know it's the right one, but we want you to share with us however you're feeling. We're not going to try to talk you out of it or deny it in any way. If there are factual things that he says, like, I'm never going to get a break at school to do what I want, then of course we can reply with the facts. Actually, you are. But wow, it feels to you like you're going to be trapped in this place for hours and you're not going to be able to get out. You actually are. But yeah, I hear that that's a fear that you have. That's a feeling you're having around this. That kind of attitude. And whining can be kind of a constipated cry. So I would try to see it that way instead of seeing it as uh, something I've got to fix or this is a bad sign or something I'm doing wrong. This parent or any parent does not need any more feelings of discomfort herself. You can count on T-Mobile to help keep you connected. After investing billions to light up their network from big cities to small towns, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, when you switch to T-Mobile, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus Verizon and AT&T. Visit your neighborhood store or T-Mobile.com to switch. Plan savings with T-Mobile, third line free on essentials via monthly bill credits versus comparable available plans. Plan features may vary. Credits stop if you cancel or change plans. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery. Code Wondery. She says she's trying to say the right things. I don't know what to say. But the good news is she doesn't have to say things to try to steer him in any different direction only to connect with the direction he's in. And it's a huge mind shift. But in reality, it's so much less work because when we're trying to put a dam up against this rush of feelings that he needs to pass through, it's an inordinate amount of work for us. And it's work that actually doesn't pay off at all and only makes the situation more difficult and makes him feel more pressure and us feel more pressure. So... Focus on letting go. What this parent said about nodding her head, yes, that might be the perfect thing to do. If you can do that with comfort and conviction in yourself and your choices. Letting go, letting these feelings be, and knowing that, yes, this may be the first time he's needing to share these kinds of feelings because he hasn't been in this situation before. And that's all the more reason we can trust and welcome them as they come. So when he says he doesn't want to go or he only wants to go to school if she's there, wow, yeah, it's hard to think about leaving us and being with these other people that right now you don't even know. That's a big step forward. Just letting all of that be, relaxed, welcoming, even wanting to hear everything that's going on with your little guy, wanting him to show his heart to you. 
his parents says she tells him that these are decisions his parents have made and that this is something that we're going to be doing. That sounds great. But it doesn't sound quite as confident in your choice as if you said something like, we've made this choice because we think it's going to be wonderful for you and that you're going to thrive there. But I know it doesn't feel that way. I know it feels new and scary and so hard to make these kinds of changes, do something you've never done before with open arms for him to share those negative feelings that are actually really, really positive to express. In my classes, sometimes I share a story about how years ago, I was first being asked to speak in front of people about this approach. And I'm not naturally the type of person who wants to speak in front of people. I'm more introverted. But I realized that I needed to figure this out. So I worked with a coach and he helped me a lot. And then that first time that I had to speak in front of a big group of people, I was in a room waiting to be introduced, just so nervous. And in those moments right before I let these voices come through, or maybe I just didn't know how to stop them. I don't know. But the voices were, you can't do this. Who do you think you are? There's no way you can do this. And I allowed myself to go there. It just sort of came over me. And I got choked up and the tears came and I cried a little bit. I wasn't planning this at that time, but it was like I released the tension. And what I noticed was that I felt so much better because I just got out of my head and I was able to put one foot in front of the other and go out there comfortably. And I wasn't nervous for for the rest of the way through. So in a sense, this is what children have to do when they make these big steps. And it could be a child going to the same school that they were at, but now they're in a new grade with a new teacher and a new mix of children. That's a lot too, right? Towards the end of summer, I hear a lot about children feeling emotional, having difficult behavior. And even if they're not expressing what it's about, it's often about this. They're processing these feelings, this anticipation, these fears, stage fright, or whatever you want to call it. And the more we can encourage them to do that when it comes, we don't have to try to make anything happen. Just trust. Trust their process and that they're capable of feeling all the feelings. It's not a threat to us. It was so freeing for me to be able to talk after letting go of all that tension. And it's freeing for us as parents when we're not trying to fix things and we're trusting and allowing them to be, knowing that it's always right for children to feel whatever they feel. It's always the best thing that they could possibly be doing in that moment, and it will bond us. And then from that perspective, the words always come. We don't have to search for the right words. A lot of times it is just echoing what our child has said in a connected way, meaning it. This mom says that she tries to validate feelings and she tries to let him have his feelings. She goes through the motions. Right, but... If she's having doubts, he's feeling those. He's feeling that bit of opening she has for negotiation. And even that isn't very comfortable for him at all. Because basically when children are negotiating in situations like these, they're pointing out to us, look, here are some places where I need you to be stronger. I need you to be more sure of yourself so that I can do this. 
That's what he's unconsciously saying by negotiating. He's noticing that there are some loopholes and that those aren't going to help him take this big step. And when he's breaking down saying it's going to be terrible, she says he does that. That is the gold right there. The sooner he can do that and go to the depths of that feeling, how terrible and awful it's going to be, the sooner he's going to feel better about it. And he may repeat this every day for a while, but that's the way forward. And the more we can show him that he's welcome to share, that it doesn't intimidate us, doesn't make us doubt our choice, the easier it's going to be for him. Because if we can feel that, he can deal with it. And then if he does try to negotiate, I don't know exactly how that's looking. Maybe he's saying, I don't have to go, or maybe you come with me and stay, or something like that. Don't jump on those ideas. Just take them in from that same place of confidence in your decision, first and foremost, and then say something like, those are some interesting ideas. Hmm, but we're not going to do those. Yeah, sounds like you feel like that would work better for you. Just validate. Validating isn't the same as agreeing with him. And another aspect of this to consider is what I was speaking about in the beginning of the podcast. When we have health challenges or a child has health challenges, there's an extra vulnerability there. So I would apply all of these suggestions toward the way this parent is handling her health issue. And she may already be doing this allowing her son to share whatever he's feeling around that. Most of us would rather just focus on reassuring him that everything's going to be fine and we're fine without taking in what he's picking up from us, which is all of our own fears and discomforts. So putting those out there, allowing him to share them so that he doesn't have these other unspoken reasons that he's afraid to separate. I really hope some of this helps. And again, I hope this mother feels better very soon and heals completely. For more, please check out some of my other podcasts on my website, JanetLansbury.com. They're all indexed by subject and category, so you should be able to find whatever topic you might be interested in. And my books are available in paperback and on audio. No Bad Kids, Toddler Discipline Without Shame, and Elevating Child Care, A Guide to Respectful Parenting. You can find them through my website or on audible.com, and uh, you can also get them in paperback at Amazon and an ebook at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and apple.com. Thanks so much for listening. We can do this. If you like Unruffled, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.